G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the Montana Project. This week, episode 32, you're back with myself, Blake and Corey. On this ep, we have Kane Eckstein, five-time Gutter Gold Champion, Guinness World Record holder in chin-ups and also the founder of Dr. Hydrate. Don't forget, like and subscribe. Welcome to the Montana Project, mate. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's um, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, been watching a lot of your stuff, obviously, over the years with the Ironman racing, and then actually a lot of skydiving stuff, which is something mm. I wanted to t- chat about today because I, I think I want to be convinced to do it. I've, yeah. done, I've done like I've done two jumps now, um, and we've got our mate that we went over to um, to Bali with, and he's got his license now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, every time I've spoken to him, it just gets me more and more G'd up to do it. So yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. that's your first talking point to convince me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, um, like solos, definitely like funner than the tandem side yeah. of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it turns into like, because I'm pretty competitive. So it turns into like a sport. Like you start jumping with the guys that have done 14,000 jumps and like they do it professionally. And then yeah. like, so you're getting nervous up on the plane, like not wanting to, you know, stuff up what you're planning to do. Yeah. So everyone just thinks you jump out and you just, free falling or whatever but we'll have like a whole routine that you practice on the on the ground before you go up and everything so it gets like because i always put pressure on myself it gets like it's like you know it's a sport basically yeah mm. so that's what i enjoy about it as well but um because you got you got your d license now hey yeah so yeah, what's yeah. that separate you because you've obviously initially start jumping by yourself i'm assuming from a and then yep. What's B, the separation C, between B? I think B is uh, like D. 50 jumps. Yeah. Um, C is 100 jumps. I think D is like over 200 jumps. Yeah. yeah. You can do wingsuit from D. D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. E- but thoughts? I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've just got like a, a like personality that I'll just keep going with things. Yeah. And I know wingsuiting's not... Well, these skydiving a lot more dangerous. But yeah, base jumping and stuff, it's, it's pretty dangerous. And um, I probably shouldn't get into something like that. But all my mates do it. Because that, that's where they reckon like a lot of the, pretty much majority of the deaths, like sky, skydive related are coming yeah. from, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you sort of, there, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, surely it's something that you, you're thinking of, like, are you thinking of every jump or you're kind of like. No, no, nah. not every, no. Because you get more nervous about, you know, not blowing the jump with the other guys. But um, like I'm, I'm pretty OCD with, with things that yeah. everyone's always, so I'm real slow at packing and everything because I'm just super neat and yeah. like tidy. Whereas yeah. like you jump with like the Brazilian guys and stuff and they're like just kicking them, just parachuting <laughs> into their rig. And you're like, I would never, ever jump that thing. Because you, um, you do it down at Byron? Byron, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I got a guy I used to train with, um, Adriano. He, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he, he um, actually took me on my last jump when I went down with my brother. And yeah, I, I'm like, obviously don't know half as much about the packing side of it. But yeah. I imagine like it's something you want to spend some yeah. proper time and effort. Yeah, doing. they're sort of made to open up and be all right. Like you got to do something that's like, like pretty bad to make it, you know, get line twists. But it's more so, yeah, like the... The opening, like you were saying with the wingsuit, like you're tracking forward. So yep. you're tracking forward, like the canopy will come out, like behind you kind of thing. And it'll whip you around. You get the line twist and stuff. Yeah. So it's like when you pull the parachute, you want to be like falling nice and um, you know, arched and stuff like that. So that's when you're wearing a wingsuit, you're tracking forward. So that's how they get a lot of like the, the line twists and the different sort of things. And then obviously you're wearing a wingsuit. So then you cut the parachute to your reserve, but you're still probably moving around because you got this wingsuit catching air. Then you get line twists in your reserve and 
yeah. stuff like that's how it becomes dangerous. How, how mm. do the um is it the AAD? Is yep. that what it's called? How do they actually operate? Because like I never realised I sort of knew that you had your reserve, but I figured you had to pull it yourself. Like I didn't. Yeah, well, you, you do. Operated. You cut away, like you, you you cut away, and then your reserve comes out. But the AAD is like if you get knocked out unconscious and you're right. falling through the air, it'll like pick up the speed you're falling. And if you go past like 800 feet, it'll just shoot your reserve off. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah, automatic activation device. Yeah. So it's made if you get like knocked out in the air. Mind you, 800 feet is not... And like, yeah, one of like my mates, and I think they made a documentary that would come out soon, AAD shot off for him. And, um, really? Yeah. And it was like a... Sort of like this, bo- they call them boogies, but it's like a camp kind of thing over a couple of days and it was the last jump of the day and um, there was an accident because you've fallen so fast, but when you're tracking, like you're going really quick as well. Mm. So if someone's like fast falling, someone's slow falling or like tracking forward really fast, the difference in speeds like, mm. you know, it might be fucking 60K an hour or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. if you hit someone like with a knee to the head, yeah. like it'll just knock them out unconscious. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. So when you're going up and doing the, like, what do you, what do you call it? Is it sort of like a dance or you... Yeah. yeah, well, it's just free flying, free, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you got, like, like different, like, you can fall on your belly or you can fall, like, vertically, like, head down or head up or yep. whatever like that. So I like head down. So it's, where, like, when you're flying, head down and you can sort of, like, move. But, like, everyone likes angle flying. So it's kind of like, think of, like, flying like a pack of birds, like a pack of birds flying together. So one guy will lead and then you got different guys flying on their back, different guys flying on their belly and you're sort of like, you're not flying vertical, you're flying like this, so you're tracking yeah. forward and then the leader will turn and you you know, you can come back and you're flying through the air with like 12 guys in a pack yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's quite popular, yeah. Have you had any issues going, sort of tracking too far outside that stretch around like um, Belongel and stuff? Like you no, nah, no, nah, but if you do, you just land off. Like, yeah, it's like, yeah, like for sure, like there's different times where, you know, like you'll, you'll, like even if you jump out of the plane too late because the plane's obviously going past the drop zone and if you get out too late or whatever, um, like you, you should really open your parachute a bit higher so you've got more time to come back. But if you open it low or whatever, you don't have time, you just, there's different areas that you can land off and then mm. you have to walk back. Is there a certain knot that you can't jump in? Certain like what? Like winds? Winds, oh, yeah, well, that they'll, yeah, definitely, like, there, like, the northerly winds aren't great. Um, yeah. So, it's more sort of, like, yeah, you get the turbulence over the trees and different sort of things. So, yeah. they'll can it for, like, um, like solo jumpers, and then they'll land on the beach, like the tandems. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they don't land on the drop zone anymore, so it's safer to sort of land on the beach. But yeah. it's got to be pretty windy to do that. Even me, I'm, I'm super safe with stuff, so if it's kind of, like, real windy, I'll just, like, sort of say no nah. whereas like i was saying before you got the brazilians and stuff like that <laughs> they'll jump in anything yeah having a crack um i heard it's obviously eventuated as well you're getting your pilot license or you've you've got that now yeah yeah well i sort of went through it but yeah. um yeah i thought like we started sort of dr hydrate as well and i wanted to do this but i just didn't really want to move away as well like if you become a pilot you definitely have to move somewhere else you can't really be a pilot from the gold coast mm. and i just love the gold coast and i sort of realized like when everyone's like I was talking, everyone graduating and stuff, they're all moving to Darwin or wherever. Is it like a country service sort of thing? Like yeah, teachers you, have, you and... have to do your hours. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. you got to like move to you know up way up north for two years, and then even to fly. Like the other guys moved to Hong Kong, work for Cathay Pacific or whatever, and I don't think I could do that. Yeah, yeah. 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 We're just talking before we started recording about how much we love the coast, like because you, yeah, yeah, obviously come just back from America and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's yeah, it's um. 
man, we, we're very lucky being here, eh? Like, even coming through, like, this period out of summer and stuff in the mornings, heading out of the beach and, like, that. I think it's just gotten that touch darker. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. heading down there for the sunrise and stuff's been beautiful lately. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, I think the older you get, for me especially, like, the more you love the Gold Coast. Like, yep. when I was younger, like, I had mates in America and I used to always go to America and... um I used to think oh, I'd love to live in Malibu. It's like the dream or whatever. And um, the older I got, like, yeah, I could, fuck, I don't know. I'd have to be doing something pretty cool to want me to move away. But yeah, yeah I don't think I could really move. Yeah. Did you um, go jumping when you were over there recently or? No, nah, I didn't bring my rig then. I hate in the car and then my mate dropped me at the airport and I was like, put it because like, I went up last time with a mate, like on a hot air balloon. I jumped off the hot air balloon yeah, and yeah. Um, like he told me he didn't want to go up <laughs> and like he was full petrified. Like I felt so like full on, like as bad as you could get scared of. Like he was like crouched down. <laughs> Did he have a shoot though as well? No, or? no, he was oh, just okay. going up. Right, yeah. Gotcha, so he gotcha, went up gotcha. with his girlfriend because I just want, didn't want to go up by myself. So I was like, <laughs> you have to come up, like come yeah. up. And he was like, okay, I'll come up. And he didn't want to. And then like right before it, he was by the car and he was like, man, I don't want to go. And I was like, we're here. You have to come. Yeah. He's like, okay. And when it 10 foot off the ground, you could see his knees just started <laughs> shake. <laughs> and he was like, like he went white. Yeah. And then for the whole balloon ride, he was just like crouched down, holding onto the basket, like crouched down. He just, oh, he, yeah. yeah, he shit himself. How th- I've actually never been on it. How thick's the basket? Like, can you kind of see through it a little bit like a... It's thick, you can't see it, but it's like, it's not, not super like, it's only little. Yeah. Like the one we went in was little. I'm sure they got like double baskets mm. I've seen that are bigger ones, yeah. but it's still like not that high either. Like it's just sort of like, I don't know, like a low balcony kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it is, because I've never been up on hot air balloon. It is like more full on than what I thought just because it's so silent and it's just kind of hovering and you're in like a flimsy basket kind of thing. Yeah. And because I stood like, there's the basket and then there's like a sort of like a little wooden deck thing like hanging off the side. And I stood on the wooden deck like going up. Yeah, yeah. So just like coming off the grounds, like I'm being 100, 200, 300 foot feet, just be standing on this little piece of wood like <laughs> on the side of the basket, just yeah. holding on to the basket. Even that was trippy. And like the guy, like the American, because they're like full blase about safety over there in the thing. He was like, because they put like a little strap, like a little, um, little like, uh, like Caribbean, Caribbean sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. On, on your um, rig. And then he's like, at like 500 feet, he was like, oh, you can take that off if you want. And I was like, there's no way in the world you take that off. Well, I wouldn't take that off till like 1500 feet. Yeah. Like here, like there's no, but he was like at 500 feet. I was like, my canopy's not going to open 500 feet. Like I'm fully dead. Yeah. Yeah. So they're super, like you didn't sign anything. You didn't show a license, nothing. You we just, we just had a mate on the pod earlier, um, uh, Damien. Yeah. And he, he put his parachute on top of the hot air balloon. Oh, right yeah. Up. And then climb the ladder up to the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Off. yeah. I'm like, fuck. It, just imagine trying to climb it. You're like, it must be, be completely different though to jumping out of the plane because you're obviously not going at speed already. Yeah. So it's like that. I, I don't know. The only thing, the only comparison I could make is when we um I was in New Zealand last year and did bungee jumping for the first time. Yeah. And to go from a standstill to that like speed, yeah, like, yeah, was, yeah. I wouldn't say it was like scarier than skydiving, but it just felt far. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It was it was more of a comparison from going from nothing to just flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. what like the guys that I jumped with told me before I did because they used to be able to do balloon jumping here. Like this is before I skied up, and then now it's banned. Right. But um, they said it's more like a base jump because you're just it's silent and mm. you're jumping into dead air. Like mm. when you're skydiving out of plane, you got the noise. You're so used to it. You open the door, so then you got the you know the the air flowing and you're jumping into moving air. Yeah. So it's just like a normal thing. But this, yeah, it's just silent. You hear like the the balloons making these little beeping noises. <laughs> <laughs> and stuff and then they got the guy like pulling the fires like, and then like yeah so it was cool but um yeah i'd love to do it again definitely the next trip because i'm going over in may i'll yeah. bring my rig then and i'll do it yeah how come they banned it here i don't know yeah we're super strict with stuff here yeah. in australia like casa rules and everything yeah, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they might have did something wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I pushed the boundaries. It was, it was funny, I was driving today, so a lot of my work's sort of out west from here, like Kananga and that, and um, I went past a property and they had like two planes just sitting out in the front of their garage. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I was like, I just started thinking, I'm like, surely if you lived out in the bush, you could just get, like, buy a plane. Mm. Like, no, no one's been out there. This probably isn't far enough there, but yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, like, made me start thinking about all those things. We've got a lot of licenses related to stuff in australia it's probably yeah like good for the safety of it yeah 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 oh if you know where to fly like out of the zones and stuff you can yeah. definitely <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah it's always it was, a way around it it was like um i've seen that one i don't know who it was like a nitro circus yeah, he had like, the balloons like the helium balloons and he put on like a deck chair or something and then he like shotgunned the balloons until there was like not enough like lift and he skydived out of it True. i always thought that doing that off like Str- south stradbroke island i was like no one will know you did yeah. it <laughs> and they were like three thousand feet up and then you know on a deck chair with helium balloons there's like no flight path there from, from a distance you probably think it's like those little you know the fans like the yeah, yeah, there's yeah. the bloke um he's got a van it's like the simpsons characters on the side of the van through that broad beach park there yeah, yeah, i yeah. think he takes off but yeah, I reckon from a distance you'd, yeah. you'd get away with it yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you might spend a night or two in like the lockup, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be worth, worth it, it for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, obviously skydiving's not uh, what you're most famous for, not yet anyway. But yeah, um, five-time Cool and Gutter Gold winner, which is pretty epic. I think you're, what second second most held. Yeah, yeah. Or I now think, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think Ali's passed me, but um, you, you guys never. Um, race against each other in that nah, no 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 you reckon you have him oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's what it's in what i sort of say well that race definitely was a was a the race that i used to win was a good race for me like yeah. it was different and i that's why i sort of lost interest in it later on they kept changing the course and like now it's just it's not even the cool out of gold really yeah. it's just like the australian long course champs um but yeah like there's a lot of running in the the race that i won especially now like i'm a lot better runner so i'd go pretty well um but yeah, it was like being from the Gold Coast, it was an awesome race. Yeah. It'd be hard. Mm-hmm. If we were doing that same one, it'd be hard to beat me just from like the history of the race and yeah. like yeah. me training for it. Um, but for, yeah. No, for, first, you, you won, you were 19 in 05? Yeah. 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 That must have been unreal. Like pretty much still a teenager, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I was little too. Like I was just a little fella. But um, yeah, especially like my, I think my brother would have been the favorite going into that. And there's another guy, Jeremy Cotter, who was um, going pretty well as well. And then no, I would have knew, I think it was the first open race I'd done um, mm. coming out of like under 19s. But yeah, it was funny like then, like, yeah, my brother, like, he didn't talk to me for a little bit after that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He, um, yeah. Cause I was just too young and I don't think he really like respected me as like an, an open competitor. Yeah. I was just this yeah. young kid that 
what's what's the with surf lifesaving what's the sort of age brackets for it? are you always in like footy and stuff like that where you've got a single year or is it like a nah 19s when i was in 19s you're in 19s for three well you're definitely in 19s for two years now i think 18s and 19s are one year and yep. then um 16s are two years so 15s yep. but I, I think now they change it or 15 16s but i think 19s definitely is not an 18 so you're in 19s for two years so yeah so like and i was pretty good at under 19 um mm. And then that was my first, my first actual like open race. Um, yeah. So it took a few years for, for me and Chad to become good <laughs> after that. That would have been a good rivalry, but you and your brother. Yeah. Well, we weren't even rivals then because he just thought he was going to smoke me. <laughs> so like, yeah. But we, because we would always fight in like, we're good now. So I can sort of say it. But yeah, when we were training, like, and I was good about it. I'm still good about it. Was he, he didn't really like it. Like if yeah. we were training together and I was keeping up with him or something, he'd just crack the shits and just like <laughs> tell me off to mum and dad or whatever. So then we did a train together and mum took me and dad took him and we'd just do our own sessions on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, right. And like mum would look at And then after that, she always kind of looked after me. And then, yeah, the dad would look after Shannon. And yeah, I don't think he did it for a couple of years after that. But then, yeah, I tried to get him to get that win after it but it was just yeah. that little bit too long for for him yeah yeah it was sort of good three hours is pretty good but then four four and a half is a longer race look mm. we we get it as well or not probably not to that level but like we're both younger siblings and like the, the sort of camaraderie and the battles that you have yeah. with them is just awesome but it's yeah. kind of it's really funny to see like at such an elite level when you've got two brothers and then it's kind of like something that other people can find in common that aren't even in the sport and that yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's pretty... Well, pretty especially cool. going off the movie, like the Cool and Gatto Gold movie was about two brothers and right. then the younger one let the older one win because, yeah. So it was like, <laughs> yeah, and it was like crazy. Put it in. <laughs> and the older one, um, yeah, like... Because they, so they had a break for a while, hey, like they had it back in the day with yeah. Trevor Hendy and yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, so my dad did it. I think yeah. he got seventh in it maybe, but um, yeah, I think it was, might have been like... I don't even know it's was 80 it might be 92 or something and yep. then the next year was 2005 yeah and so it was a big comeback for it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. that's pretty cool like your dad must have been frothing to like sort of have yeah that yeah happen. yeah yeah oh yeah he was like obsessed with the sport that's why like my brother sort of whereas i always did different things like in the off season i'd box or surf and do all these other things whereas like shannon who was just like like clubbies yeah, yeah like sport. he loved yeah, it yeah that's why like i felt like even getting older like i used to feel bad like if like you know he didn't i was just always watching him because i wanted him to win even mm. if i was in the race as well because i didn't really care as as much about it as mm. he did mm. um so when he sort of retired it was good that i could just race by myself and not really worry <laughs> about it um, guilt-free winning yeah yeah but um yeah, yeah oh for sure that's why i love the race that's why if it went back it would be hard to beat me in like the calling out of gold just then because like i was kind of obsessed with that race yeah because what's mm. what's the difference so talk us through what it was and then what it is now yeah okay well what it used to be so like and i grew up in surface paradise like as a nipper so like my parents used to drop us there at like 6 a.m., pick us up at like 6 p.m. We used to train in the morning and just like run around causing shit for the day. <laughs> so I love Service Paradise, kind of. Everyone like hates Service Paradise, but I love Service Paradise. Um, but yeah, the race would start at surface and it would paddle like 23K paddle up to Coolangatta. Then you had like a little 600-meter run at Coolangatta and then a 3.5K or 3.8K swim to Balinga and then a 4K run to Corumban, 6K board to Burley and then a 10K run to surface mm. so all together runs like 15k and then they changed changed it to the opposite direction so it was from cool and gather they sort of ski paddled up to like margaret 
Ab, I think, like just before Karawa, and then back to Miami. So it was similar um, ski, but then it was like a little run over to Burley. Um, and then, oh, they just swam in Burley. So just up and back swim in Burley, and then a board paddle to Corumban, and then like a 7K run back to Coolangatta. Yeah. yeah. But like I used to always say, like 7K run to finish is a lot different to a 10K run to finish. Mm. Like in a 10K run to finish, when you're 5K in and you've got 5K to go, like mentally that's pretty hard or in yeah. a 7k run you got 5k in you got 2k to go like you can get through that kind yeah. of thing whereas that 10k run like yeah they were like i was like mentally it'd be hard to beat me in that run i yeah. think yeah. um so like that was still like an all right course like i didn't mind that but now they just go from cool and gather it's just everything's at cool and gather so they just like have a can 10k out at yeah. palm beach and they go around the can back to cool and gather do like a run in there swim back to cool and gather whatever so it's just completely different yeah mm. you, when you're getting into the last 10k were you coming out first before the run or yeah the first year on the run the first year dean mercer um he dropped us all in because obviously no one knew how to pace yourself in the first year we had a massive southerly and then he just took well we went around i think the first can out in surface and then everyone just set off to go to cool and gather and he just paddled by himself in shore and he got off the ski like eight minutes in front of us really yeah what just sitting behind the waves Got him. He was just a, no. He was just a demon paddler. Just, he just smoked yeah. us, yeah. <laughs> and we all just like yeah, just sat and like because it's into the wind as well. Like no one really wants to lead, and everyone's looking at each other. We're in a pack, and like yeah. whereas he just like you know put his head down and went. Is that is that because you can sit like on their wash? Yeah. Is that so yeah. is it kind of like cycling, cycling. And stuff? Yeah, where you big time. Yeah, right. it's pretty much yeah. exactly the same. Like yeah. like saving yourself wise, especially if you sit behind someone like in the wind. Like you can pretty you just do nothing. So when you get like that, everyone doesn't want to lead. So you kind of like, but still he was motoring. Like he was the best paddler for sure. Yeah. And then, so he got off. We sort of caught him and caught him and caught him. I think maybe the swim, he might've kept in front like that distance, but the board, we would have caught him. And then, so he was in front in the um, last run, but then me and Shannon come off the board together. And um, yeah, so we, we See come just a couple of elbows in there. And then, yeah. Like true story. Yeah. I ran away from him, but I think he changed. He, he made the story into something different. I'm pretty sure after. <laughs> Tricked him on the way out. Yeah. No, he said, he said, oh, I can't remember what he said. He said something bullshit. <laughs> but, um, but then I remember I passed Dean going down the stairs at Miami. So yeah, because I remember that. Yeah, and then from Miami back, like 7K or whatever, was just go to So you had surface. to come down the stairs at Miami. Yeah, you ran over the hill. Yeah, and right. Stairs, and he's yeah. obviously doing all these barefoot through because you're going beach to... Yeah, I think that first one was low tide though. So we, I wore shoes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. most of them after that, was sort of high tide and yeah just wore you just get used to it wearing bare feet and mm. um yeah so i did it like i had a couple years off after that because like i don't know like yeah i get like triathlon people asking to do triathlon and everything and i remember mm. i went to the ais for a little bit and stuff and then i'd get injured because i'm not used to running and everything and then but i ended up coming back two years later i think and then did it four years in a row yeah and then after that i really wanted to do ironman triathlon and i remember i wanted to do it the year before after like four wins yeah. And then the guy who was going to coach me in Ironman said, no, nah, you got to do five. Everyone loves five. It's a good number. <laughs> so I did five and then went into Ironman triathlon. And then like I fully injured myself. Like I got like a bone tumor in my heel and stuff. And Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Running? Yeah, it was yeah, just like over yeah. running. Um, yeah. And I had to do like quite a big surgery. They took like, it was like a golf ball amount of bone out of my heel. That was oh, like yeah. just soft, mushy bone. It was like a benign tumor. Yeah. And then get bone from my hip and then mix it with like cement and then put it in my heel. Yeah. <laughs> so that took ages though to like get better. Is yeah. that just from like the impact of running? Yeah, I think it was it was like an impact thing. Um, like doctors, I don't know, different doctors, they 
they they say different things sometimes it's not enough but i remember one <laughs> the best doctor said it was just because it had to be an impact thing why yeah. because that was the only thing i was doing different it was just running heaps leading into yeah. trying to be an iron man like triathlete um and then like i because like it was like a golf ball amount of bone but then like the good bone around like on the edges of the bad bone i fractured that so it hurt mm. and that's why i got like an mri because i actually fractured my bone and i saw like the bone tumor in there so were you were you training whilst you had this still like how are you yeah man- i tried to you, were yeah. you managing the pain or it was just there and yeah you- i just have like the mobix for the ages <laughs> and then i remember even like i cut the sole out of my shoes to like you know like the sole beneath my heel like I actually just physically cut it out so I had this big like hole in the seal because I thought like that would be better. So Give it a bit of space. Like it's not hitting anything. Yeah, and I worked yeah. a little bit, but then um, it just got bad, yeah. And, yeah, uh, right. Yeah, so then like, because I think I was in a cast for obviously after surgery for a bit and then it was just too easy to go back to like ski paddling and mm. like be like an Ironman again. Mm. So like without, you know, going back into Ironman triathlete, triathlon and doing like that because that was going to be hard like like the guy coached me said, it would be like five years. And he thought I could be like a world champion in five years, but he said, it'll take five years for you to, to do that. And at that time, I was keen to do it. But then after like surgery, I couldn't run for like six months or something. And you reckon that sort of like took the steam out from your uh, goals to do that as well? Yeah, it was just, yeah, it's just, well, it's probably good though, because you look at it now, like those Ironman guys, like it's like the sport's crazy. Like they're so fast. Um, mm. Like I, don't think i would have been able to keep up with them to be honest <laughs> like those norwegians you had like alistair brownlee and all those guys doing it like it's a freak sport now like i yeah. love watching it but yeah just because i've done surf i man so long it was just it's like that lifestyle so easy just to get up and go swimming and board paddle and ski paddle and do races like it was it was quite a, like compared to going out and doing six hour rides and yeah, yeah. 30k runs and stuff that was hard so it was yeah. just so easy like it felt like you know, half training sort of thing, going back to Ironman stuff. And then the sport was pretty popular as well. Like it sort of like died off a little bit after that. And then like, I just get in like arguments with everyone in like that, like surf by saving kind of thing. So then people start not liking me and shit. What, what do you mean? Like what arguments about? Oh, just about like the, like the, the series and the sport when money changes like down. that. And stuff yeah. Changes as well. like that. Yeah. And then just like, I'll say stuff, I suppose that most people won't say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and especially like with the series and contracts and stuff like that, um, like things just like just it would just every year would go less and less and less and less and right. less. Yeah. yeah. So then you start, and I would always say like I don't mind getting a job. Like I'll just go and get a job. Like a job's easy kind of mm. thing compared mm. to having the pressure on you to win. What are mm. you doing? Like you've got you've got a um, series win in that year. What were you doing day to day training wise? Or like I'm assuming that's your job yeah that that like that at that time was really really good like that was when guy leach and it was like the v, the guys that ran v8 supercars they come into the series so we had yep. red bull as like a sponsor and everything and the money was quite good and um like i got a pretty good contract because i knew what shannon's contract was with nutrigrain so mm. i just asked and they never thought i was going to win so mm. i just asked for it and ended up winning like three out of the six races and things went well yeah um but then after that like the next year they wanted to even like the they were like to bring my contract down and mm. i was like i just won the series like <laughs> yeah. how did my contract go down but they yeah. were just like and then you see like you know like i'll probably get in trouble saying this sort of stuff but like the people like in the office positions like they're doing really well and they're making yeah. all this money and like the people working for whereas the athletes the prize money is just like shit and that's the thing like 
sports will always sort of progress upward really with the amount of people that are watching it especially something like that so mm. there's no reason for there to be less money going into it really, yeah 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 and um like and it all goes to like you see why ufc is so popular and stuff like you just have to promote the athletes mm. so you need to do a lot of like that's how you know that's like they did like the ultimate fighter they showed guys outside of the sport and like they just weren't really willing to do anything like that. Like they're happy with Kai, everyone knowing Kai Hurst because of the Uncle Toby's days, mm. but they didn't want to invest in like people knowing the younger guys coming through. They were just, no, everyone knows Kai, everyone knows Zane um, because of like Nutrigrain back then. And that's like, we're happy with that. We're like, well, how's people going to like get on board with like the 18 year olds coming through mm. if like you're not willing to invest like money into like promoting them, like put them on the Nutrigrain ads and stuff like that. Like yeah. stop putting the guys that everyone knows. Do you think they need to work out a way to like i guess get money out of like the supporters because obviously you can just go down to the beach and watch it whereas like you got other sports like ticket, like, sales, like ticket sales like you got like afl and stuff where yeah. they make majority of their money from yeah yeah people yeah coming to watch yeah. the game i think that's still they still make a lot of money out of it but i think just the money spent in different ways like i don't mm. know like this yeah i had so many like i just gave up on it so many years ago kind of mm. thing and um and if everyone like i don't know i was like probably the one i used to say to everyone like the other guys like just hold your ground kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, if they give you, like, you know, everyone loves putting sponsored stickers on your board and ski and stuff and looking like you're making money. But, yeah. like, I, if you're not making money, what like, yeah, don't do it. And yeah. I just, like, if I was doing it and I had my sponsors and they were like, no, no, you have to take that off and you need to put this on. I said, well, what are you giving me? You're not yeah. giving me anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't yeah. make any money out of you. So then, like, I'd get in this argument on the beach. And I was like, well, don't let me race then. Like, yeah. this is before the cooling out of gold or whatever. I guarantee I'm going to race, but you don't have to let me race, but I'm not putting that on my ski because like, <laughs> these guys are giving me money yeah. kind of thing. And they'd always let you race. <laughs> do many have, have sport uh, player agents? Yeah, yeah, they'd have agents and stuff, but it's nothing compared to, like, the, I don't know. I just, especially with social media and stuff like that, everyone, they like looking, well, people won't like me for saying this too but they're <laughs> looking like they're, they're like everything's going really well and stuff but yeah. I, like it's because it's got so much um like potential to to like you know be like everyone sort of loves the sport mm. they love watching mm. it well it's it's a australian dominated thing really like even yeah. the worlds and stuff we're mm. like always doing we're sort of renowned for our beaches and stuff like yeah that. yeah yeah disappointed if it wasn't yeah but like you just look at what it used to be like when it was uncle toby's and nutrigrain and stuff and it, like even like those late like the first few years i was in it because i love those like that's when i was in high school i didn't give a shit about high school because i just thought i was going to be an iron man like <laughs> yeah you know, like i was hanging like train the afternoon with phil clayton and Corey hutchings guys that were on baywatch and stuff mm. and they're all sponsored by nike and like all these like big companies and then my brother was in like year 11 year 12 making heaps of money like still in high school so yeah. i thought it was gonna be the best thing ever and then like yeah it just slowly sort of fades away so like you're sort of kicking yourself because like my dad because i was in i love boxing my mates were like really good boxers and i did like a little bit of like amateur boxing and my dad used to like leave 200 bucks on my bed like in the afternoon and say if you go to training you can have that 200 bucks like yeah, and right. you don't go boxing and then you go to training next thing, I'll give you another 200 bucks or whatever. <laughs> so he used to buy me out of like not like giving up that sport yeah. and doing clubbies just because he loved it. Yeah. So now I kick myself. I should have stayed <laughs> in boxing or surfing or something. Do you think though having those sort of interests outside of it has helped you now obviously with Dr. Hydrate and like even skydiving, just all these other things? Yeah. Like, and it even would have helped with like the cooling out of gold and stuff, I think. Like, cause like when you do all these different sports, like it, changes like those what i thought it, like it does like you get like 
you know, someone like my brother who did like the same, like swimming, board paddling, ski paddling every single day. Like you're, you're using the same muscles every day or whatever. But then I'd go on a stint in four months of the off season box or run or whatever. Mm. So like, I'd think like you're building up little muscles in your body that like the other guys don't sort of have. Like you're mm. cross training basically mm. yeah. like really, really well. And then you go back and like a cool, and you're like losing weight. So you're getting like really good power to weight. And then you go back and like a race like the cool and go to gold. And like, it just like, it kind of felt easy compared to those guys just and i reckon it was just because i did so much cross training like growing up i was like ever since i was 14 i'd always did other things yeah like i yeah. never really did that and that's why you know i for sure i think it would have helped me with especially pulling out a goal because it's a real like little man race kind mm-hmm. of thing it's a real like power to weight race do you think it loses like the passion though like your brother's doing it every day he kind of like turns into a full-time job whereas you're doing other things you can kind of love it a bit more when, once you do it yeah no nah, he definitely loved it more than me <laughs> okay. for sure yeah he didn't lose any passion for it he loved it he still like loves it yeah, yeah. which is good like i kind of wished like oh, i loved it that much because then it would have made training easy mm. like easier whereas mm. i hated going swimming and stuff <laughs> what, what was it like because obviously having a brother is always competitive as well but like he's arguably the goat of the sport and like having someone next to you is that kind of a driving factor for you like especially being an older brother as well you're always kind of chasing and stuff yeah or maybe i'm just saying what i've got in my life (laughs) no 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 i think like yeah i like he was always my fat like yeah i always had like a soft spot for him for sure just because i knew how much he loved it i think Mm. that was like always the reason and i just always thought he was better than me Mm. um but then like if it got into like i'm more of an aggressive racer and like it would sort of show um like yeah i'd always get quite angry when i raced and he's like like just he just yeah he's real like methodical about everything like doesn't listen to music or anything just sort of does it but whereas it gets into like a long race that's why i was always good in the cool and go to go a long race like that like i'd just turn my mind into like it's just like dog eat dog kind of thing and Mm. i wouldn't feel sorry for him kind of thing it's only shit talk Hey? Any shit talk on the races at the start or anything? Nah, that's what the funny thing is. Like, we would never talk about racing ever, like me and him ever. Like, not at the dinner table, nothing. Everyone thought, like, like the year I won the series, the last race was at Noosa. And it's still, like, I don't know. It's all, like, I don't really care. But to me, it's like, I don't think anyone's done, like, a better race day than that race. Like, we had five eliminators. Like, 12-minute race, you knock out three or four from each race. Yeah. Yeah eight yep. people or whatever and i won all five races like yeah, all five shit. of them and no yeah. one's ever done that like even three like people don't really win i think they might have done three but never five is that because they might be going out with a strategy of like like sit in the pack on the first two or three and then come home strong sort of thing and you're just you're no everyone that. tries to win they just yep. they just couldn't i don't think do it whereas like me and Shannon were definitely the two fittest guys there because it was in Noosa, so it was flat. And it was like 36 degrees and it was just like short 12-minute races. And obviously the swim in like a flat course like that means a lot and we were just fit. And um, But then I remember Guy Leach was on the commentary and he was saying like because every race we would sort of just get out the first leg and it was just me, me and Shannon together. We'd just yeah. sort of like drop everyone and just go to the pointy end of the race. And then we'd just... And we're just so used to... And it's, I'd do it with it. I was with Matt Poole or whatever and we were together like... If we were going out on a board, like, and he was on my outside, 
he would lead on the way out then I'd go around the cans on the inside then I'd lead on the way in it's yep. just kind of like the fastest way to do things yep. so then obviously you two are going to be one two and mm. everyone else is behind you so every time me and Shannon were just like that and we've done so many like lake sessions together we just know each other so well like mm. in that sort of thing it's just the fastest way to do it but we just like everything like if I was on the ski and I was on the inside he'd lead out I'd lead in swimming I'd lead out he'd lead in or he'd lead out I'd lead in and Leach was just making a big thing oh the x boys are working <laughs> together they've yeah. spoken about this and stuff like that and I remember seeing him after and just sort of saying to him like like we like obviously we didn't like we'd never ever speak about racing like like before a race like that would be so awkward for us to do like ever and he was like yeah i know i had to say something like i just had to make commentary up sort of thing and i was like well it's like like we're like working together kind of thing like shannon would never help me win ever like because i think he was third in the series going it was me ali me and ali were like tying kind of thing and then shannon was third so he still had a chance of winning like i think we had to both get out of like the top three and he would have had to win to win so i was like there's no way he was Oh, <laughs> I can only assume anyone at that level of like being an athlete at that level would not give up a win. Like, no, you're no. in it. You're in it to win. So yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So that like, but that was a, a good race um for me. I think that was probably like the best like day of racing I've ever had. Yeah. yeah. How'd you go leading up to events? You a bit of a nervous person. You sort of can hold down pretty well. Yeah. Oh no, I probably get no. I just get really like I'm like like i get her grow like i take it that's why i probably should have like done boxing or something but i take it like a like a boxing match or something i get like pretty always like to be by myself like if it's pulling out of gold i'd go off and it like you know if my brother was handling for me they'd all sort of know it like i'd go 100 meters down the beach and just sit by myself and just like sit there for 20 minutes yeah and just like just get a mentality of like i don't know get out of my way like, kill or be killed kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sick, much. yeah it's it's been something so cool to hear from people like how they approach it and just how different everyone is as well. Yeah. And just like what works for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So no, it was good. Um, the sport probably didn't, you probably didn't need to be that aggressive going into the sport like that. But um, yeah, no, it was good. But then leading into like the pull-up thing, like that's what I think mentally was what got me every single day being able yeah. to train by myself and stuff because I can just get in my own head and yeah. sort of entertain yeah. myself with mm. just the goal well, you did mention before like the monotony of training and didn't really interest you but doing thousands of chin-ups yeah, all the time yeah. how, how'd that transition were you just naturally doing them each day for training and then yeah i think i just used to do them in the gym and i just um knew i was good like i was good at them compared to the guys i'd go with and then i just googled it and found those guinness world records um guinness world record for it and i knew a guy who um in l in new york and his mate was actually the second highest of nbc over in new york yeah and then um so he just emailed him and said like kane wants to go for his record and then jim his name was he seed seed me on the producer of the today show over there in new york and it was just like um this is kane get him on the show (laughs) and then the producer went when do you want to go on the show and then all of a sudden i went to the today show and did the um did the pull-up record over there yeah Yeah. so what that was obviously for 24 hour that one yeah 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 yeah, and then and you knocked out four thousand yeah but it was like um yeah so like i didn't realize this going over i thought because i did the first guinness world record i did so you need like um a dude like adjudicator like counters and stuff yeah and you need like adjudicators whatever and like they didn't i don't know if they sent me this stuff before but i knew i found out about it in new york so i got there and they were like yeah, because the Today Show were like, we'll have a 
two people there that will be our crew that can be your counters or whatever yeah. and then when I got to New York they were like no no the counters the Guinness World Records are this the counters have got to be in fitness so either like personal trainers or like professional yeah. like athletes or whatever and you got to have a different two every two hours really yeah <laughs> no way. so I was like I'm in New York I don't yeah. know anyone I was like I fully so for like like I was lucky I had a mate who'd lived in New York for forever in Brooklyn and he organized a few and then like it was only like two days before it and that like I didn't have didn't have like six hours of them so I fully mm. thought it was done like I wasn't going to do it and like we were like walking around New York and everything but then um, Joe ended up getting 12 hours of people for because I started like 8am in the morning he found it till like 8pm so like I knew going into it I had to do the record in 12 hours like yeah. I didn't have any more people after, after <laughs> thingy. so that's why I did the 12 hour record and the 24 hour record um, of the same thing yeah because yeah. mm, right. like you could sort of get people to designate their time up until like 8pm but to ask someone to go to like Manhattan at 11 p.m. or 1 a.m. <laughs> from wherever they live in Queens or whatever, like we're never going to get it. Yeah, like it's a mission yeah. to get in there. So yeah, that's why I did the. So I didn't go for 24 hours. Yeah, I did that. So what you, was your you, minute split? But that that wasn't it. That wasn't that bad. I think I like ended up being like six a minute for 12 hours. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a fucking lot. <laughs> nah, but minute, like but. I didn't do it. Like I was just training for clubbies then. Like yeah. I didn't do any pull. I think I was just doing like 200 pull ups a day. That's yeah, why I right. tore both my biceps doing it. Cause in, like, in that it, Today Show? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was before the cooling out of yeah, gold, Yeah, before the cooling out of gold, yeah. So I like went over there. It was, I think it was like nine days before the gold, which was like super stupid to do. Um, but then I just thought I could do it. Thought you invincible. Um, yeah, and I tore my bicep. My bicep was really bad. Um, and I knew exactly when I did that. I did it like seven hours into the 12 hours. Um, yeah, right. And then I come back, and then yeah, like yeah, and then it like it ruined me for like. What's ages. what's going through your head? Obviously, you still got five hours to go of it. Yeah. Did you drop your numbers per minute, or you just kind of did yeah, you take a break like, for a while and just got through. no, I didn't like kept on going every minute, just sort of got through it. When you're like warm like that, it's not that it hurts, but it's not that bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the twenty-four hour one in Northcliffe was worse because mm. that was like a complete depletion of. Yeah. Like, and then, like, the training, because, like, with Dr. Hyde, like, I did the one-hour record, the eight-hour record last year, but I was yep. planning to do the 24-hour record, and I probably should have did the 24-hour record then, because the amount of pull-ups I was doing then compared to, like, in relation. So, last year, I was doing 2,000 pull-ups. So, I'd do, my training was, like, Monday, I did 2,000 pull-ups, and I'd do 15 a minute for an hour, then 10 a minute for an hour 50. So, I could do, so, 15 a minute is um 15... 100, no, 900 in an hour. Yeah. And then another hour of 10 a minute is so 1,502 hours and then 50 minutes of 10 a minute. So you do 2,000 in two hours, 50. So I did that, like I'll do that Monday and then Tuesday I'd like start off like running 20K and then do 500 pull-ups and then Wednesday do 2,000. But then I got that run to like 31K or whatever. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Then, so I'd be like 2,000 pull-ups Monday. 31k run Tuesday, 500 pull-ups. 2,000 pull-ups Wednesday, 31k run. 500 pull-ups Thursday, 2,000 pull-ups Friday, 31k run whatever. And then Sunday I'll do like a thousand pull-ups, sort of like an easy day on Sunday. Easy, easy day. <laughs> and then that was like my week, and I just did that week after week after week because because oh, yeah. through COVID, like I'd planned to do it and it just kept on getting um like postponed because you did over at Pack Fair, hey. Yeah, but yeah. I'd I planned to do it in like. I think the first time I planned it was December 2020. Right, yeah, okay. 
it's that yeah december 2020 and then that got cancelled and then i'd plan to do it like july 2021 at in the star in sydney mm. and then like then i remember like the states got locked down like four weeks before i was going to do it and then like you always just thought things were going to get better like not that far away and then yeah. things just kept on going and going and going so i was just still doing that every single week like didn't stop every single week so i was super super fit um and just training <laughs> And then it got to a point, yeah, I just, like the hour one, I just knew I could do. I did it seven times before I did it. Yep. Like I just knew I could do it. Yep. Um, so I just said to like, cause we had started Dr. Hydrate and I remember I said to like Matt and Mark and stuff, I was like, I just have to do something. Like I have to do this hour one. Mm. And I did that. And then the hour, the eight hour one was a good record. So I was like 10 a minute for eight hours, which is pretty like solid. But um, the 24, I could have did really well, but it just never happened. It's amazing just watching you rattle off numbers and being like, even 10 in a minute like a lot of people can't do 10 yeah. pull-ups yeah. like it's, it's a lot of people crazy. can't even do five to be fair like yeah it's yeah. it's the overuse like comes to my mind because i'm like i'm always concerned about injuries and that sort of thing it's like throughout that are you just worried at all that you're gonna like tear another bicep or anything because nah. like i just did so much pre- train like the 2000 every second day yeah. is like a lot so like i like my muscles are so used to it and like the running helped like heaps because i was just so lean like mm. So like yeah, well, yeah, I guess even like an extra two kilos over that many yeah, because I got to like said like my normal like I'd be about seventy one kilos yeah like every but when I was racing like Ironman I would be like seventy eight kind of thing and then that was like the whole like story of how we made Doctor Hydrate because I was just like not eating so I was doing all that and I wasn't eating till like two mm-hmm. just because I was doing all those pull ups and I wasn't running it was like at the start I wasn't running as much so I was doing those like shorter runs. And um, like the 2,000 pull-ups every second day were just putting on bulk. And like yeah. everyone, even like my mom and stuff would say like, you're looking like big or whatever. <laughs> and, I, and like I could feel like my shirts and I was just doing pull-ups, but I could feel like I actually was getting like a bit of size on me. But then my hands were just weren't dealing with it. Like my knuckles were swelling up. Like I couldn't straighten my fingers or anything. So I was like, and I didn't tell anyone, but I was like, fuck, like I'm in trouble here. Like, yeah. I'm, like I'm not going to be able to do this. And then like in my head, I was thinking, okay, if I just lose weight, that and keep doing the same amount of pull-ups i'll be sweet and then so i was just yeah i thought okay the only way i could lose weight and it run more so that's how i got the runs up to yep. whatever they were and then i just wasn't eating till like two every day so i'd just make this drink up and um drink this like supplement drink until then and then um just eat and then i just lost heaps of weight yeah yeah and that's sort of how we like that because then mark called me and i was talking to mark and i said i can make this like super drink up and then later on he was like yeah let's make this into an actual drink yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah, so the, the power, and that's how like, it's like a power to weight thing. Like power to weight definitely helps with all that sort of stuff. Do you think mm-hmm. um, the stress of a deadline played into it at all? Like when you'd made that commitment to be like, yeah, we're going to have a crack at this record. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the eight hour one, I was definitely like, I was perfectly like ready for, but yeah. um, in saying that, like, a, like I was like saying with the 24 hour one I did before, like I did 7,620. Um, and the last like six hours were the worst six hours ever. Like I couldn't explain how bad they were. Like even like my like my mum's a nurse and I was sponsored off Q Scan, um, like radiology clinics. Yep. So Hal, who is one of the owners of Q Scan, like he's like a brain surgeon and stuff. I like, super like obviously switched on guy and everything, and I could see because it just got to like six hours ago, and I feel like I can't even explain like like this and make it like sound like it was true, but I physically couldn't talk. Like I couldn't say anything. Like yeah. I couldn't get words together. And then like my mate, like Daniel had like this ice bucket and he was putting like tea towels in there or whatever. And he was putting like the tea towels on my back. And he was saying like, like in like the 
40 seconds rest that I had of every minute, I'd do it. Like he'd take the tea towels off and be like hot water on the really? tea towel just wow. from my back. Was just, and like it was, like I was in such a bad way. And I, like, I couldn't really walk to the bar, so I'd have to get up and then they'd sort of like hold my shoulders and walk me to the bar just so I could get there. So that that's eight, how long? 18 hours in? Yeah, about 18 hours right. in. And what like, were you doing on the minute for that one? Uh, well, I did 7,620, but I think I dropped... Because that was still only like... I did like six a minute for like 18 hours. And then for the last little bit, I might have dropped down to like five for like the last four hours. And I finished like 23... But then I remember I could see my mum and Hal over in the corner talking and I knew they were talking about me because I knew I wasn't good. And, um, <laughs> and then I could see the ambulance come up the stairs and stuff. So then I started to get like real like emotional kind of thing. I was just like the worst possible like, like, like feeling. Like, I was like I was nearly out of it, you mean? Or? I just felt nearly dead. Like I just had nothing <laughs> in me. Like it, was, like it was just like a complete depletion of energy. Yeah. Like you couldn't eat. Like I should have ate more and obviously like probably talked to an actual dietitian or something <laughs> yeah, going into yeah. it and like had gels or something because you got the big risk of like getting rhabdo in something like that don't you like what's rhabdo oh <laughs> so, <laughs> he um, hasn't thought about this <laughs> i'm glad i'm telling you after yeah mylosis is like when you um your muscles start to break down and it goes into like your blood and stuff oh yeah i but would yeah. have had fully How, something <laughs> weird like, question but when you were pissing after was it still Normal. I don't know. I went on it because I couldn't because the Today Show wanted to do like the interview in the morning and yeah. I couldn't speak or anything. So I had to go down. Like, <laughs> like mm. swear to God, I couldn't. I had to go down. They put me on like a drip for like an hour. And then I was pretty sweet. And then I like spoke and I was good. But like, I've, and this is true, I didn't go in the gym for 16 months after that. Wow. Yeah, it took me 16 months to like get motivation to like do weights or anything. Like yeah. it fully just cooked me. Um, but were, that, were, you stoked, were you stoked once it was done, like, to actually achieve it? Like, yeah. prior to that, what was the max that you'd done? Yeah, but that's, like, 70, the difference 20. in training for that. So then, like I was saying before, like, I was doing 2,000 pull-ups in 2 hours 50. So 15 pull-ups a minute for an hour and then 10 pull-ups a minute for an hour 50. Like, training for that first one there, I was doing, I'd do eight a minute for eight minutes and six a minute for six minutes and just repeat that over and I think like I had whatever that was for 1500 so I'd do mm. 1500 in like the day I was doing pull-ups and I'd do eight a minute for eight so eight a minute for eight minutes six minutes for zinc I think it's like 140 or something like 14 minutes yeah 14 minutes 114 minutes I think it was um and then I just I'd repeat 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 so I'm pretty much doing double the amount of pull-ups in half the amount of time to do 15 minute for an hour or whatever yeah, or eight yeah, a minute yeah, for yeah. so like the difference in like training was like so much more mm-hmm. that's why i'm kind of spewing i didn't do the 24 hour when i did like the eight hour sort of thing mm-hmm. but i just thought i was going to like get there and then we um like obviously released like dr hydrate and stuff and now i'm sort of working with that i'm not yeah. doing much training <laughs> yeah uh, but that's all right yeah we got a mate at the moment doing um 100 burpees a day for every day for the year yeah yeah and i was yeah. just looking at it like today i was like fuck i wonder well, the 24-hour record would be for that. And it was 10,856 10, in 24 hours. Yeah, you just break down. Have you seen the push-ups? Push-ups are like 30,000, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. wild. Yeah. He's looked at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, push-ups, I don't know. Pull-ups are cool. Like, like no offense to the push-up yeah. guy. But, um, yeah. yeah Something yeah. I found, like, doing some prep for the episode, like, so, obviously, a lot of people know who David Goggins is. Uh, David Goggins, sorry. And I think he ended up getting, like, 4,000 or something. But then I love how, like, Aussies are so nonchalant, like, just cruisy with it. Like, yeah. he, I think... 
Americans can put a bit of sauce on things sometimes, yeah. and like nothing to take away from like that bloke. But you've yeah. you've almost doubled he's what he's like, done. He's nice, uh, I'd take away from him. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. that tr- um, Truett Hayne, Cam Cam Haynes. Yeah, oh, he's he he beat it. He beat Dave. Not yours, sorry. Yeah, Dave yeah, Goggins. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was nowhere yeah. close to yours. <laughs> no, no. So he did. Yeah, just over fourth. But like that, David Goggins. Um, because he's just like he's an actor, really. Um. Yeah, he said, when I went on the Today Show, and I tell people about this, and it's funny, and I sort of see this, and I think it's soft kind of thing. So, <laughs> yeah, he when I went on the Today Show, I set my bar up like the day before or whatever, and they come to me and they just said, um, if you don't do it, just make sure you come on the show the morning, like the morning after, because yeah. we've got our like seven minute segment or whatever on it. Just like, yeah, because apparently they said we, and he wasn't that famous then. And I didn't realize it was David Goggins that they were talking about because they said we had some guy on like last year and he pulled out like 70 hours in and he just didn't answer his phone <laughs> and he just left him and it was David yeah, Goggins. Right. <laughs> I was like, you fail. Like, and these guys put you on the Today Show, at least like answer the phone and go on or whatever. Don't be yeah. a sook about it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. How'd you right. go with like even the little things playing into it? Like d- did you, the diameter of the bar and like t- certain things like that play into mind? Yeah, I'd, I'd just bring, like, like, you'd send the bar there and everything. Yeah. Like oh, sorry, bar. with the 24 um, up here at Northcliffe. What, what what do you mean, the diameter of the bar? Like, the size of the bar you're using and even holding on, because do, doing anything for 24 hours is going to be a long time. And yeah. And, like, are you using sponges or, like, Yeah, using like, I sort or? of, yeah, made, like, and they sort of helped me as well. Like, I sort of created these, um, it's like car washing sponges and I'd cut them up and they worked really well mm-hmm. but just everything like I'm super like OCD about using stuff so with the New York one like I'd like for sure I'd never use like a new bar or whatever I'd take all the same stuff over there yeah. and I'd take it on the plane with me yeah. and just so I had like what I trained on um, but yeah the sponges stuff um, definitely helped And then, but, but other people are different like a, a kid in Sydney did it and he tried the sponge thing and he liked his way that he wanted to do it and mm. um yeah, so it's like different. It's whatever you train for, really. If you train the one way, train with nothing, you probably get used to nothing. Yeah. Do you yep. have any kipping pull-ups in there? No. No, I'm pretty good with my, especially in, like now when I did it, I was pretty good with my technique. I think when I was in New York, it was probably worse, especially when I hurt myself. Like, mm. yeah. Because I think then as well, like I used to do it with like my legs like crossed sort of thing. Yep. Whereas now Guinness World Records, you're not allowed that. It's got to be like next to each other. So it must have obviously been allowed back then. What's, so what's their it. reasoning for that? Do you know? Don't know. But they send you like a thing like your legs aren't allowed to go like past 45 degrees or whatever at any like point. Yeah. Well, I think it's like be, helping you yeah, jump up, well, jump I don't up. know about the cross thing. Yeah. But then like looking at the thing, I would have never remembered. But looking at photos, my legs were like... But I think everyone used to like back in the day, that's it, yeah, just it'd how be it looked. Form for it. Yeah, yeah, it like yeah. kind of looked cool to have your legs cross. Whereas now, like I just sort of just do it. Yeah, you I think, think you're probably less likely to jolt your legs up if you had your knees crossed, like your feet crossed, wouldn't you? Because you'd... No. Yeah, you'd be but they, I think they just like everything straight as well. Like yeah. there, you're... Like it's crossed, so it's kind of like bent up anyway. Maybe it's easier because I'm, I'm assuming you got to go to full extension as well, yeah. hanging, so it's easier to see, like if you're making it all the way down or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, but yeah, they're super strict on everything. Yeah, yeah. which is a mission because, like, you got to, like, make, like, get all the video and cut it all up. And, like, their website's like what, what I saw is like ancient kind of website. Like, you got to upload everything, like, not more than like one gigabyte or something. So, you really? got to break down like a 24 hour thing into like so what's the go though? Because didn't it, didn't it change when you were over there? 
Or, yeah. or, or sorry, when nah, the for North the Northwest one. one. Yeah. So yeah. it changed like when changed, you were getting like, ready to do it. 12 hours into it or something. <laughs> they changed it. I reckon they did it because they didn't really like me too. Yeah. True. Yeah. I, for sure, so I reckon they Aussie did just it. Take yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. They don't really want, oh, maybe they do. I don't know. But they definitely changed it. And the guy that did it did it months and months before that too. So they yeah. could have changed it. But it went up like, like heaps, like kind of like 800 or something. Yeah. And so you're 12 hours into it when you did that. Yeah, oh, I remember sorry, they told they me. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was right. like 6,800 and they put up to like 7,300, I think. Did that sort of fire you up a bit or were you like... Yeah, you yeah I just think, oh, fuck, you don't want me to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll smoke this. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. But uh, yeah, no, nah, that was all right. So yeah. what we're doing to touch on, obviously, Dr. Hydrate as well, uh, nutrition throughout something like that must be massive because you're just sweating and stuff. Okay. It should have been, yeah. Have that's, been. Why, that's probably what I'm bad at because I did it, that one, I did that Northcliffe and... I don't know, I was trying to have like, and you brought like pizzas and different sort of stuff like that, but you obviously should have had like probably gels and stuff. And then you have like, pro, I had like a protein shake and stuff. And then like, you don't drink as much because you think it's making you heavy. Yeah, and then it makes right. you want to go to the toilet quicker yep. and yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a bit of a mission. Because every time you go to the toilet, like instead of going on the minute, I'd go on the 60 and then I'd go on the 30 and then to have like 90 seconds break till the next 60. So you have to double it up kind of mm-hmm. thing to go because I wouldn't miss a minute. So like, yeah, you start not drinking and not kind of eating and then like you're doing, so you probably burn like a calorie every pull up. So you end mm. up, you know, burning 6,000 calories when you've got a little bit to go. And yeah. And it's pretty hard to put in 6,000 calories when you're doing something every minute. Mm. So yeah, that's what hurt me then. I was just super, but in saying that, like the hour, the eight hour one I did then, I was, I was fine. Like, so I think I was just better at and I wasn't eating anything leading into it. So I think my body just got good at not eating and mm, doing training kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. um, that one, I was sweet. It was like my hands that gave out on the eight hour one. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does some good group strength. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, yeah. So like that, like, yeah, like, like people like sort of hearing this, but it's true. Yeah. So it's like the, the skin, like I could feel like the skin separate from like the meat of my oh, hand for really? like yeah like Fire a full out. like a hundred percent and like it all ripped off but for like an hour to go in the eight hour one like i'd hold onto the bar and i could feel like the slide of like my skin sliding off like the meat and it would slide it felt like it slid like a centimeter off to the side like there was just <laughs> nothing attaching the skin uh, to the meat anymore yeah, yeah and then it just all like separated like with like you know like water or whatever it is yeah um, like get got all inflamed up. yeah and uh like it was like the whole palm had just separated and then it just all like shed off like because i went to america after that and it just all just fell off <laughs> dead skin come off yeah yeah right oh, yeah. so i lost like all my calluses like instantly because it just like fell off <laughs> so <laughs> you just worked them up yeah <laughs> because everyone used to see my calluses hands. and be like oh shit look at the calluses and they were just gone yeah um, we are touching on an hour, so we'll hit uh, Dr. Hydrate as well, mentioned a couple of times, but yeah, yeah, when yeah. did that sort of get established? Why'd you get into it? Yeah, well, like it, like that's like legit the story. I was just, I sort of created it myself. Like I had a whole theory behind, I like to have these theories, I don't know if they work, but um, <laughs> like behind of like what I thought I needed to not eat. So I just like put all these vitamins, minerals into this supplement. And then I was like, I'll put L-glutamine in there and then L-carnitine, I sort of like, worked out was good at like turning um fat cells into energy but it was like good for cognitive thinking as well like brain function is that, is that mm-hmm. like a caffeine base that one l-carnitine yeah no it's a um it's amino acid okay yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah so like my theory was like if i was like 
because when you're looking like if I do a two hours 50 of pull-ups like you legit have to watch the clock for the whole time like if you like to pull up on the top and then like you look at your phone or you talk to someone or whatever time goes so much quicker mm. and then all of a sudden you look at the clock and it's 58 seconds and you're like fuck I need to do it again whereas if you watch the clock and you watch the ticking of like yeah, 32, 33, 34 time goes really slow. Mm. So every day when you're watching the clock for two hours 50, it gets like monotonous. <laughs> yeah. um, so like I thought L-carnitine will be good for like brain function and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, and then I was talking to Mark Weber and he wanted to get me sponsors and um, I told him about this drink and then like two weeks later, he was like, let's forget the sponsors. Let's um, make this drink. That's sick. And then um, yeah. Yeah, we sort of kept it with the same formula. Like I had caffeine in my one and we sort of took that out because we were like, you know, if you want someone to have two a day or three a day, you don't really want to put caffeine in it. We want yep. like, you know, like teenagers to be able to have it and or stuff like that. you can have it at night if you're training Yeah, you want to have it at night. Avoid the anxiety um, as well. Yeah. So that was basically the only thing we sort of took out of what I had in mind. Um, and I'm pretty sure that was it. It's got like probiotics, everything that I sort of put in mind. Yep. And then we just made it into like a nice tasting drink. It's yeah. a lot more than like the usual electrolyte drink where they're just pretty much the main yeah. electrolytes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got- Even like most electrolyte drinks will just be like potassium and sodium. Yeah. And like, I really know, like the, I'm guessing magnesium is more expensive than the other sort of stuff as well. Like, right. um, and then most of them like won't have the magnesium in it. Whereas like obviously magnesium is super important. They, everyone thinks like sodium replacing sweat and stuff like that's really good, but you can have too much sodium as well. Mm. Um, and then so ours is a good balance of electrolytes of all three. And then like calcium is also an elect- electrolyte as well. But then like we've well, got some vitamins and minerals and probiotics and then L-glutamine, L-carnitine. Whereas like most, and I know this, most other supplements, like you get a magnesium supplement, you'll have like the magnesium, but your body can only absorb like so much and then it'll just like pee out everything else or you'll yep. just sweat out the sodium or whatever. Whereas like our like ratio of our formulas, like, everything that your body will sort of absorb and you can have, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, your body's going to absorb everything. It's yep. sort of like, you know, all our vitamins and minerals are like 20% sort of RDI of like your daily intake of what yeah, you need. Gotcha. And then obviously you have, you got to eat food and get everything else from food, but it's just a little like top up of all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. So it's good. It's like the all in one sort of electrolyte drink. Yeah. Is it something you can have um, anytime or is it like a... No, no. You, like it's obviously it's good for training because it'll... Um, like it's just replenishing your body. Um, but when you wake up in the morning, that's kind of like apparently when you're like at your most dehydrated because you slept all night. So yeah. you have it in the morning, but I'll have it at night because I've got a super sweet tooth as well. So yeah. sometimes like before you go to bed, like if I want to go and have cake and ice cream and stuff like that, I'll say, oh, I'll just have one of these first and then I'll yep. see if I'll still want it after. I'll have it after. Yeah. <laughs> and then usually because like it is like kind of like sweet and salty, like... um which is why it's kind of nice. And most times like it'll just like take away that sort of edge of um, yeah, yeah. wanting sweets at night. So yeah. like, it's not going to keep you up or anything like that. Yeah. So I like legit have like three a day, every when, single day. When you're mm. doing like a long run or something like that, we take some with you as well. Replenish no. while you're exercising. Or not you? really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty like old school with that sort of stuff. Even like ice baths and stretching and stuff. I never really did. <laughs> oh, don't, tell, don't tell this bug. He's just, he's just gone and bought, bought a chest cooler. Yeah, for the, oh, yeah I like it. I think it's up. good. Um, and yeah, he's up and, at 4am stretching for half an hour. Oh, really? Yeah, but I never stretched or anything. No. Yeah. I always tell people it's like... Three, you don't five cool and get a gold star. If you don't do something though, your body just gets... Oh, this is my theory as well. Your body gets used to it and you don't really need to. It's like... Yeah. 
if you swim in like the chlorine, you start putting like moisturizer on your body or whatever. Like if you stop putting moisturizer, your body's going to be like all itchy yeah, and you need moisturizer. Out. You don't start putting moisturizer at the start, then yeah. you don't need it. That's <laughs> like my theory behind stretching. If I don't start doing it, then yeah. I probably never need how, to. How's yeah. your thoughts around just exercising each day? Because growing up, pretty much doing it every day, is it something for you now that's become such a habit or are you kind of happy to step back a bit after these big challenges? Yeah, like time frame will depend on that like i hate feeling lazy so this has been nice and it's exciting like what we're doing now but it'll get to a point where i'll definitely want to like that's why i love running because like running's like a short time well you still if you run like you do a long run you run for an hour and a half it's mm. it's still an hour and a half but you can do a lot in an hour and a half whereas like yeah. things like cycling and even swimming in the pool like you swim for an hour you don't really get the same workout as like going for a run for an hour mm. i don't think so runs like the most beneficial like time thing i can do and i i enjoy that that's why yeah i did the gold coast marathon last year and the gc50 oh, and yeah, stuff yeah yeah, this year? yeah 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 but i won't i entered but i'll, I'll see i definitely won't run as quick as what i did last year what'd, what'd you, you do it 244 i think last year <laughs> far out that's yeah. blind <laughs> yeah it was what's, what's that like sub four splits 354 i think far yeah out. yeah um so yeah that was good um i'll see how we go i need to do i need to do more running i yeah. haven't done anything lately but um, yeah, that'd be all right. We'll see. But I think I got an email today. It was like seventeen weeks away, so I still yeah, got some time. Yeah, it's creeping up. I've got I've got a little one coming up in the end of this month up in Noosa. But I um I was just telling Corey before I've like I literally haven't run for the last week and a half because I've had like a, a I don't know sore sore right foot pretty much. But I yeah. thought it might have been like a stress fracture or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so I'm like dealing with that at the moment. But I was trying to come up with a strategy so I'll still be able to get it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it goes on the shoes you run in and stuff as well, like for sure. What do you um, run with? Oh, like on, like I'm sponsored off on, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're really, really good. Like I used like hockers before that. And um, I think like those thick sort of like sole shoes these days are good for me. Mm. But these new ones that on do are really, really good. Well, I guess like mm. what you're saying with the, even the chlorine and moisturizing and stuff. Because like, have you seen the ultras? They're like, not the races, like the actual shoes, A-L-T-R. Nah, I've, I've seen the brand. They got like either zero drop or just pretty much using more of your muscles and your feet and less, but you can't obviously run 30K in them yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It's about like building up the strength in them. Yeah. I um, no, they won't be good for me. I don't yeah, think. Yeah. Because I've, I've got, I've got a pair of the, um, the Bondi 7s, like the Hockers, and yeah. then I've got a pair of, um, I think they're like the Cloud 9s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. And yeah. they're good. I like how the sole has like separate sections in it if that makes yeah. sense like it's quite yeah 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 they won't be as good for running for sure like those well they're cloud nine yeah oh, i don't run in those okay, they're no, more no, of yeah. like a training yeah just all yeah, yeah get around yeah. shoe yeah the new cloud monster ones are really really good yeah mm. yeah like i haven't had any and people say like like you're talking it up just because like you're sponsored off and whatever but i've had no injuries like when mm. I've, I've running them and i've run like i was saying like doing those 100k 110k a week running and like i'm a swimmer really like mm. from when i was younger so like they must be pretty good, yeah. Mm. So yeah. Have you got toe socks yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I rate them. Really? Uh, I love them, hey. They're, really? Yeah, unreal. I've been always hey, trying to get some. the boys on board with it, but yeah, yeah, I bought yeah. a Never pair. Never had a blister since, hey. I bought a pair. They just they feel your shoe a lot more. Yeah. Like compared to just a normal sock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I get lazy but, though. Like my nails grow and stuff, so I'll be cutting <laughs> through them. Like, like I split socks all the time really? just because I get lazy and cut my nails. Yeah. I think the the biggest selling point for me was like I ran in one day and it was just 
pouring down and then it dried out and like just still was fine because you obviously got cushioning between each toe essentially oh, okay. as well yeah but yeah 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 no <laughs> once we get like sp- just waiting for a sponsor get sponsored still. one day by <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's pretty sick I, I like to see someone having a crack at like multiple things like yeah. obviously you got all this experience and success in the past as well but it's pretty cool like yeah just, yeah yeah and, no, and i love the running yeah. sort of seeing seeing where you needed something and just making it instead of like going and it's like trying to find it i guess yeah yeah, cool. yeah 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 well that's like i think i'm sort of good at is um like what I, like, I liked about the sport is having a goal that's 17 weeks away or whatever and, and formulating a plan to get there i think yeah. that's the most exciting thing that's yeah. why i like coaching that's why I, you know did a lot of coaching um after like i stopped sort of racing because mm. i like um you know doing that for kids like i because i always trained by myself i never trained like someone like shannon always trained in like the club like sessions and everything i just did everything by myself yeah because i like formulating those plans and then when it comes off at the end it's it's kind of cool yeah would um with dr hydrate would becoming like the main drink of surf Ironman be yeah oh uh, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll definitely do something next um year with i think uh, we'll, we'll see if it's like summer or surf or something like that but yeah we'll look into because that's what we want to like we'll go to america like and we'll, we'll focus on there like later on but you want to like make it's from here it's a it's a mm-hmm. queensland brand mm-hmm. so you want to make you know like the the aussie um beach lifestyle and you know create that sort of like brand to start with and then we'll bring that um across and um yeah so yeah and supporting all those sort of races like that's obviously it's good for you but it's um like being an athlete you know you know that's why even we did this usher cup a few weeks ago and um like i was supplying like the hydration for the surfers and stuff like that and i was saying to them like if they're starting at 7 a.m and you know they're going out for like a free surf at 6 15 or whatever like you want like i know like the not the pressure but i know how important it is to be there and have like everything set up at mm. 6 30 so like the surfers can like go have a drink before they go out for a free surf and before they heat at seven they got like drinks to have rather than being lazy and just rocking up at 7 15 and setting it up because like it's important like com- competition and mm. like when you're like competitor like i know like everything little details are like so important mm. so like yeah so when it gets into that side of things like i'm super like yeah like, i don't know very not even OCD, but very just like, about yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've yeah. got a good routine. OCD's right, mate. <laughs> yeah. And if it's not me, like if it's anyone else, I'm still the same. That's why I enjoy coaching. I'd get yeah. more mm-hmm. nervous for the kids I coach rather than me. Like, cause if I lost, it was all right. Whereas like, I know if they lost or whatever, like you feel bad, like you mm. want their parents to celebrate with them and mm. you know, then to win races and stuff like that. So that's what I enjoy with, with Dr. Hydrate, especially like seeing, all those like the surfers really loved it and they were saying how you know good it made them feel and stuff like for me like that's that's like it's like sort of making it <laughs> like yeah. a little bit um soft but like that's like a good like you know thing to feel like yeah you know what we created is actually people enjoying it yeah yeah unreal yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome <laughs> um we got a couple questions for you that we've asked all our guests throughout uh do you call, recall a favorite failure that's benefited you in the long run um, I don't know if it benefited me, but I did the cool and got a gold when I had that bicep and it didn't turn out well. Um, but I didn't benefit from that in any way. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, failures that benefited me. I suppose when like we went, cause I did the hour record and like, no, I'd really know. It's kind of like, and I'm the biggest, like, like, uh, if people are failing things, I, I'm sort of like a little bit negative on like excuses. But, um, when I went to the today show, I did the hour record there and, um, 
and then I, I didn't do it. Um, and I legit did it seven times leading into it. So mm. in the like 10 days before it, I did it twice in 10 days leading into it. And the record was 1,100 and... Third, 11, third, what did I do? 1,131 is... But I, I, I think the record was like 1,117 or 22 or whatever it was. But like the best I did was 1,167. Like I yeah, did 1,167 right. mm. and like that was exactly the same as I did that 1,131. I did 1,167, like perfect. And I did two times in the 10 days leading up to the Today Show. And I was just so confident that I was going to do it. I went to Sydney, like not even worrying about it. Like my mate come with me, his girlfriend come. It was going to be easy. And then we got up in the studio. And the day before, it was just, just I thought it'd be, because I went to the Today Show like years before that. And it was out in like North Sydney. And this one was in like this big high rise, like a different like mm. thing. It was in this new high rise. And before it was in this old building. Um, and it was like a tiny little studio. I was setting up the bar and stuff. And I was like, it's pretty small and um but it wasn't sort of as hot that day and obviously like the stage lights weren't on and everything and then we got there the next morning and they turned on the stage lights and it was like a ceiling like this tall or whatever so you got the stage lights there and then obviously my bar's quite high so i'm super close to the like like my head's like you know that far off like these yeah, stage lights yeah. and i didn't realize stage lights are like Hot. hot or heat or anything and i thought you know guys wearing suits like the hosts and stuff like it's probably cool like it's probably even too cold like i was thinking maybe it's going to be too cold in the studio because i'm used to like doing pull-ups on my balcony in summer or whatever and being like quite hot and i'm good with the heat like that's one thing i'm really good with is the heat but that was like legit doing pull-ups in a sauna like like doing pull-ups there was no air conditioning in the yeah. studio whatsoever so i was hot then the stage lights were on and then so like five minutes into it like I was fully just covered in sweat and the sweat was going through my sponges. Mm. And then I was just like, like it was just making this. Eh, 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 eh. So my fingers were just like slipping and I, every pull up I was doing, I was trying to like jump back up yeah. and I'd set like the target to do like up near 1167. Cause I knew I could do that. So I started off at doing 20 a minute. So 20 a minute would be 1200. <laughs> and then, so I'm trying to do 20 a minute and five minutes into it, I said to like my mates, I knew I couldn't do it. And yeah. I said, oh, I'm not going to be able to do it. Like I can't hold on to the bar. Yeah. And then it got to like 27 minutes or something into it. I was doing like six a minute, like like six a minute. I was just yelling at them. I was like, turn the air conditioning on. They were like, we don't have air conditioning. And I was like, go get a fan or whatever. And then they were running around looking for a fan. They couldn't get a fan. Then they went to this, um, like another high rise next door, like another building and mm. got like this industrial fan. Then they put it on, they turned the fan on and then instantly I cooled down and all the sweat dried up and I went back to doing like 19 a minute for like the last 15 minutes. Yeah. But from like 15 minutes to like 42 minutes, I was legit doing like six or eight plus a minute. That was yeah. like the worst. Mm. Yeah. And that was like super, super depressing. Was that <laughs> most frustrating as well? Cause it was something kind of outside of your control. Yeah. I just like... I just no excuses. Like, you don't have excuses kind of thing. Yeah. And I should have, like, it was my mistake. Like, I know I should have asked about it. Like, I just thought it was going to be easy. Like, mm. I, and I thought it was going to be air conditioned. I thought, I didn't know anything about stage lights being hot or anything like that. I just didn't think anything like that was going to, like... And even if you told me before, it's going to be so hot there tomorrow, like, I would have said, nah, it'd be sweet. Like, it'd be fine. Like, I would have said, I didn't Perfect. know <laughs> it was going to be that hard in the heat. Like, it just changed everything. Yeah. Like... It was like legit doing max pull-ups, 20 pull-ups a minute in a sauna. Like that's how, exactly how it felt. And then obviously you get um, interviewed after and like you failed and everything's like you failed. And I just did it seven times before. Like I knew I could do it. Yeah. Like that was super, super humbling. Yeah. 
And then I like booked a studio here. So I did that on Friday morning. Then I ended up doing it Sunday morning here. Um, and I just got like a, like cameras, made it all perfect. And then I'm doing like 1131. So I just like, I took off. Like I said, oh, I just need to beat it. Like just, yeah. I couldn't let it go <laughs> any more days. So I flew back on Saturday and I did it on the Sunday. Like if I flew back on the Friday, I would have did it on the Saturday. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I kind of like hurt my bicep because I was just doing so many pull-ups on the tips of my fingers because I was slipping on like the first few and then I was just trying... So I was like, I don't know what the difference is, but I like kind of hurt my bicep from doing that on my tips. Mm. So then when I did it on the Sunday, it was like a painful 1100 thing, but I just had to do it. Yeah. And then I ended up doing it. But that, I don't know, but I, like I say to people, like that sort of thing, like to go through that is like tougher than to do it. And everyone's like, say like, you're the best or whatever. Mm. You just broke the record on the Today Show. Like to not do it and have everyone sort of like, I don't know, and to like, they don't know what really cares if you don't do it. Like, they know it's hard, but to go through, like, I don't know, I'm really into like character building toughness kind of yeah. shit. So you're, say, you're saying that doing it the, uh, on the Sunday was almost more, um, yeah, it felt better than getting it the first time sort of thing because you had to push through that. Now doing it on the Sunday, doing it the first time would have been better, but I know like for me, because I'm always about like just being tough and like like it's these tough experiences. Like I know failing it on the Today Show made me heaps tougher mm. than if I got it. Like because if mm. I got it, it, just would have been like sweet, and I just would have moved on with it. But then I know like like I can. It was like skydiving. Like I skydived because I was super afraid of like heights and everything. I knew that oh, was a, yeah, yeah. I knew that was the scariest thing I could do. Like yeah. I used to get like scared on the side of a balcony, like holding onto the thing. I'd get that weird feeling. Yeah. So then I was like fuck, like if I if I skydive, I can do anything. Yeah. And then, so I booked to do my skydiving thing because I just knew if, if I could do that, then like, like, you know, it's just overcoming like a fear or whatever. But like, I know that there's nothing really more humbling than what like doing that on like the Today Show. So like, if you get through that, there's nothing really that can make you feel any worse than that. So I'm yeah. all about like those sort of things, like character yeah. building stuff. What scares um, you now? I don't know. Someone <laughs> asked that. I don't know. I, I don't know, really. Like I've been in the water with sharks and stuff, like even out here, like and had like a like a shark come up right next to me, sort of thing. And I know, like, mm. like in the moment, it's not as bad as what it is when you think about it, mm. like before. And it's the same as like skydiving. When you think about something going wrong, like it seems scary, but when you're actually doing it, like if something did go wrong, you're kind of in that like, just like I don't know, you got to you got to get through it. Do you think now with the experience that you've you kind of know what you need to do in that situation? Because most people are scared of something because they wouldn't know how to react. Whereas at least if you're like mains not working and you go through the processes, or same thing if you throw a shark. Not that you can do a heap about a shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I'm relaxed in those positions. Well, I know like I kind of am, um, like going through them. But even like with skydiving, like we get sent the um like the police reports and when they get the fatalities and stuff like mm. if you're on the APF like system like a member you get sent them and like people probably don't like reading them because they're pretty like detailed of what went wrong and like the equipment and everything like that but I like reading them because then you can sort of like see the mistakes of like, if there was a mistake or it might have just been unlucky or whatever but you can see like the things that happen and like what can go wrong and then like you know if you got in that situation like what you have to do obviously yeah, for it not to happen yeah because I really like reading those sort of things um, and then just going through the process of, yeah, um, yeah, touch wood, nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, second question was, if you, have a, if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? Oh, fuck. Dr. Hydrate. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dr. Hydrate would be good. Um, 
I don't know. I don't really have like sayings or anything. Um, I like tattoos. So like I've got a whole bunch of different <laughs> things in tattoos, but um, a billboard that everything, I don't know. I really, really don't Or it could don't show know. something. Show? Yeah. Um, it's a tough question. <laughs> also know. doesn't have to be deep and meaningful. I'm no. pretty sure someone just said a photo of their mates. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'd put a photo of my mum up there, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's probably the other person I look up to. Like, I've got the biggest soft spot for, for sure. Yeah, because yeah. obviously my dad passed away and then I'm the youngest kid. So, like, you look at, like, you're the person that has to look up, like, look after her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't have liked it if she'd hate me up on a billboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, that's I'd probably it, that's put even up, better than <laughs> Nah, I'd probably put my brother's kids or something up there. Yeah, yep. they're, like, little superstars. Like, yes. Ellie, like, my brother's little girl, she's, like, Australian 800-meter champion. Now. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So, it takes after Shannon. He's yeah. a good runner. Yeah. Like that's a tough run, run. Hey, eight, Like, 400 and 800s are just yeah. tough runs because it's, like, so 800 is like her thing, yeah. She does a 15, but I think the 800 is like perfect for her, yeah. Because it's in between a sprint still, but it's also a very long distance. Yeah. So keep a quick pace. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she won the state, like they showed me in the video. She won the state titles, but it looked like 100 metres. Really? Like, yeah. Like it was legit 60 metres she won state by, and then she ended up winning the Australian titles, yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's good. She's Because Shannon's wife, Belinda, she was like, I think Queensland... Um, hurdle champion as well yep. and then Shannon was always good at 800 and um, 1500 cross country yep. like growing up he always made Queensland teams and stuff so she's got good genes for yeah, it yeah some strong pedigree <laughs> yeah, coming yeah, through yeah. <laughs> and she's like that little tall lanky skinny little kid yeah yeah. so yeah I put a picture of her up there running <laughs> 800 60 metres in front <laughs> unreal um, yeah well that's us too yeah. easy. Thank you. Unless you want, unless no. you want to show him your last. Oh bit. mate, I, I had a little, I did a little bit of digging today. Yeah, yeah. what is it? Just you doing the tango. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People say I look heaps thin. I probably did, like, because that was I don't know. I kind of look fat doing that, and I just come off like that was just coming off winning the series. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I think um, doing all these running kind of like changes your physique <laughs> a little bit and yeah. all the pull ups and everything. But uh, I looked young. Yeah. They were harsh on you. Well, well they didn't like me. Yeah, they didn't like. I oh, think they, they liked me after Venice Walsh, but the Venice Walsh isn't on YouTube. That was my best dance. No, <laughs> yeah, the old lady. Oh, it sounds bad saying the old lady, but the old lady, the judge, the yeah. chick, the the, old, the older one. She said, Kane, you might be the best male dancer we've ever had on the show after <laughs> the Venice Walsh. Was they, it? They, they, say it? S- they said it on this one. They watched it like you, you, you have the potential to be the best dancer on the show or something. Yeah, but then they didn't like me though, <laughs> because that was fun. But then like my girl was hard. She was hard on me. She just wanted to win. Yeah. And like I was there to have fun. Yeah. And then, um, and they knew, and she wanted everything to be real like sexual and like <laughs> me, like do all this. And I just said to her, and they, it's what they didn't like too, that show. Cause we have a cameraman filming our training and we just did it here in Mermaid cause they'd put the girl up like for three months like mm. in the marathon or whatever. Yeah. And um, she'd say, Kane, you put me down and like put your head here and then do it. And I had a girlfriend at the time and I'd just say to her, like, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and she'd be like, what do you mean you're not doing it? And I said, well, I'm telling you, I'm not doing it. And then so when they showed that footage, like on the, and all these dancing people, like the judges, like they think you do anything you get told to do. Yeah. And it's got me to stand there. So I'm not doing that. And I could see them <laughs> shaking their head just oh. so like pissed off at the me. The producers just loving it. Yeah. Though, like. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they, they didn't like me after that. My Viennese Walsh was good though, but yeah. that's not on YouTube. Um, good experience though. It was a bit fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, because yeah. like I said, that was the off season for us, and I went well that year. And then it was like Brenda Vavola, Shannon Knoll, 
Um, who else is in that? Australian front? icons, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like, and then like I'm mates with Dan McPherson, the host. So we'd go to Melbourne on like a Thursday night and we'd just go out Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday <laughs> night. And then you would have to leave to go to the studio. You have to be in the studio, I think Sunday morning, um, like at 7 a.m. So you'd be out of the studio at 7 a.m., but you'd do the live show at 7 p.m. So Sunday was a massive show. So sometimes, but so we'd go out Saturday night, you're pretty much going home, getting your bag and going to the studio. <laughs> then you'd do a full run through at like 9 a.m. And I'd still be so hungover. And then my, like the girl I was with, like kind of bad, would just like be losing her mind because I'm getting everything wrong. And, <laughs> and I'd just be like, no, I'll be fine at seven o'clock. Just don't worry about it. I'll be sweet. And then, so that's why she was kind of pissed off with me. And then, like, Shannon Knowles, like, tipping all the water out of, like, all the water and filling them up with vodka and stuff. <laughs> so, like, you're just constantly all day drinking water vodkas. Because <laughs> he's just, like, poured all the water out. And then you're done. But you kind of needed it because it was live, live, 7 p.m. on the show. Like, it's yeah. not, like, delayed at all. So, you mm. drop her. You're dropping her live on TV. <laughs> so, you kind of need to be going in it, like, a little bit. Like, yeah, like, you take know. the edge off. Yeah, take the edge off. <laughs> Otherwise, you just overthink it. So, because um, before that, I was super shy. Like, I was shy about everything. But you lose your shyness real quick. <laughs> doing yeah. That. yeah. No, it was fun. It was a good experience. But um, I got voted out exactly when I wanted to get, like... Yeah, I cool. couldn't go any more weeks. Yeah, she was like too hard on me. My dancer, <laughs> she like she took she kind of took the fun out of it. Yeah, because that's yeah. Brandon Favola, Shannon, and all they had the funnest dancers that had done it for years. All they want to do was have fun, but it was my girl. It was her first year on it. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. just wanted to win. Yeah, make a mark. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Time. And then we got voted out, and she wasn't happy with me. <laughs> <laughs> you were just walk around, thank you. Was, See you. <laughs> yeah. I remember saying to my cousin who was there, I said, if we don't get voted out tonight, like I'm, I have to, not, I have to leave. Fake yeah. an injury. Because then, like the salsa or something was the next week, and I knew she was going to throw in some light and gnarly shit with the salsa. <laughs> it was going to be like just dry humping her, and I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> So, yeah, no, nah, it was good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was good. Yeah, yeah, good. Shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we really appreciate you coming down. It's been unreal. So, I'm yeah. keen to see what you got yeah. coming up. And Too easy. I'll see you blitz past me on the GC marathon. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. You'll be on the way. <laughs> we'll see. Unreal. Thanks, mate. Too easy. <laughs>